This is my newspaper. <laughs> oh, well, my family newspaper. It's 170 years old now, 74 years old. And uh, my great-grandfather uh, uh, began to work in it about 150 years ago. And now uh, we have an editor, a director, that is not a family member. Yeah, that is the first director in 120 years not to be in a family member. So we are open on positions. Well, uh, is the reference newspaper. I'm going to try not to go with things that I already mentioned. I was appointed in 1999 as a director, and it's editor, you know, editor, that. I also teach a seminar, uh, what the director expects from journalists and owners. You see, I am I'm, I'm both of them, you see. Uh, although it's now, I have before generation, and we have a lot of family owners, so we are nearly 150 family uh, uh, stockholders, so uh, we can say that there's only one owner. We own it as a family. We own the newspaper as a family. So I, I like very much to speak as an owner, and I always say that uh, I, during, when I was the director, I was 1% owner and 99% because I only had 1% of the stock. So uh, when we had this kind of questions, I would say that. I really feel myself a journalist. I work much more as a journalist. And then, uh, well, this is the family, my wife and my daughters. So I'm active in the three worlds of journalism, business, and teaching. So I, I try to give some impressions of that. And then, of course, it's, it's mostly based in Latin America, everything that I'm going to say, basically, do, of course. Uh, and I think that perhaps you in your career, you will be able to get in touch with journalists kind of situation in South America, and perhaps you will be much better able to understand what's going on and how things go there, the way they go after explaining a lot of things about them. So this, this first part is, is, is about that, working in the culture journalistic environment, basically Latin America, and some stories, I have some videos to share with you. Then, uh, very quickly, media owners and responsibilities for quality journalism and some principles and practices. Um, principles and practices I introduced in the commercial during my uh, days in which I was the, the director. And, well, so let's go to the first part, and this literature's journalistic environment in developing countries. I, I like to say that really the problems between press and, and governments are basically because of autocratic situations. Situations in which the government or the president or anybody tries to grab the three powers of the state in one hand. And, and of course, the press goes against that because it's defending democracy. And, and, and of course, that turns the newspaper or any media to be against the government, and then you have all that struggle between both of them. And that's what happens, especially in Venezuela now, in Argentina, in Ecuador, also in Nicaragua. And you have this so complicated situation between press and, and, and media. No? In Ecuador, we just had a new law, a, a, a news 
and use law, use press globally, and uh, give uh, more rights to the people in jail than to journalists. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's all because these people want to grab the, the, the power in the free aspects of, of democracy. And of course, the, the, the press reacts against them because the press defends democracy. And of course, because the press also defends themselves. And the more autocracy you have, of course, the most the less possibility of defending yourself you are. I, I, I will show you this, this, this first video. It's uh, that will be able to, to show you how autocratic governments can act. And this is a case on Argentina, in which uh, this is a meeting of the board of Papel Prensa, which is the uh, company that produces the newsprint in Argentina. It's owned mainly by three newspapers, and the government has 28% of the company. Of course, as they are trying to take all the powers in one hand, they, they, they are trying to control Papel Prensa. And uh, this is Guillermo Moreno. Guillermo Moreno is one of the Kushner's right hands. He's one of the operators that does the dirty work. And, and, and you will see how he takes control of, of, of the media. He doesn't even allow the president to talk. <laughs> well, that's uh, what happens in an autocratic government, with an autocratic government, and how they can deal with things. And of course, they don't have the right to that. Uh, they believe the force and the power they have in the country and give them anything. They had another power, and they had another recording on another side, because it was the second time they, they, they didn't think that way. So they, 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 they were waiting for that. Well, who was trying to say that he was decided to, 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 to punch anybody that really didn't want to do what he wanted? <laughs> because in the, in, in the, they had, had a meeting before, the year before, and they had kind of a, a struggle, and somebody had a problem with his uh, with his uh, with his hand. So he said, "I don't want to that happen again. So we better go." Of course, it was yes. It was trying to, to to tell people, "Well, I'll do what I want here." Now. And that's an example of what they really the, the ways they do things. You know, in Argentina. They're nearly completely autocratic now. Venezuela also and Ecuador, they still have problems, but they're in the same direction. This is another situation that also has to do with, a, with an autocratic country, which is Venezuela. You know, I, I was a member of the, of the mission in Venezuela, and uh, we were four persons of, of SIP, of, of the app of this organization. It's, it's a very big organization. It's more than 1,500 newspapers, and it's uh, he has a lot of, of, of uh, power, but he has a lot of presence. And what Yapa, what Sipa Yapa says is really uh, taking care of the government uh, very much. Well, but this is, a, this is very dramatic for journalists, but, and because we will be able to see how, how, how a TV, TV channel is closed. You know, this is RCTV. Uh, the, scene, the scene of RCTV was to be the most popular media. He had a lot of audience. He was very popular, and he had uh, he was very popular in the areas in which Chavez tried to control. I mean, in the, the medium and low classes, they had a lot of soap operas and things like that. Uh, so they wanted to to to, to close it, to take it.
this is uh, Marcel Granier, and he's the owner, and he really did a wonderful job trying to uh, stop things, uh, uh, stop the government crossing the, the TV channel. Uh, and, and he didn't want to change his, uh, his editorial line. And he knew what was going to happen, and the whole it was closed. But this is about now, it's about eight years now. Uh, this is, there are people here that outside the channel were crying because this too much uh, It cost, politically, it was a big cost for, 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 for channels because people love this channel, but this TV channel, you know? Mm -hmm. it for political reasons. And this is inside, inside the, the channel when it was in the last minutes before being, being closed. And what, what Chavez did was to, to, not to renew the license that had been renewed for, for, for 40 years, more than that. But he decided that now that he had to stop that because he wanted to be licensed for, 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 for a governmental TV channel. And so this is the set where things were, the last seconds of the, uh, of the life of this channel were, were here. We, we, we were around this corner here. And uh, we could see what's going on there. And, uh, in the video, you will see the people singing the national anthem, and then it closes. Of course, all the all, 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 everybody was crying. I'm still very impressed when I see it. Was a little bit, and you feel so impossible to do anything. It's so terrible. Another circumstance that uh, regards this uh, situation in, in developing countries is usually uh, uh, the lack of solid institutions. That's something that in Europe sometimes you, sometimes you can't understand because here you have so much uh, 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 strong institutions and things work in a quite really in, in, in a good way. That when you, you you really have weak institutions, you don't you don't realize that that has really been happening. But well, what really happened to have weak institutions is like the public will begin to think that the media, that the newspapers, the TV channels should take the build an alternative to the weak institutions. So they will expect, for example, for example. Uh, uh, to, 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 to be less, like a judicial, judicial system, but with moral sanction, of course, uh, news, uh, newspaper won't be able to, to punish everybody <coughs> in jail. But you can punish them with moral sanctions, and they expect that. And they expect newspapers to disclose corruption, for example, not the police, but newspapers <coughs> and, and, and the media. And you find out that the big, big disclosures are usually made by, 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 by the press. Some of them seek for protection. Protection because they are being, uh, 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 let's say, uh, attacked by the government or they are harassed by the government. And of course, they, they look for being put in the public domain so the government will have to stop doing that because it will be much, 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 much noticeable. But things like this happened during the Fujimori Montesinos autocratic regime that was 1990-2002. And worse, there was massive corruption. And nobody did anything to stop it. Fujimori, this, this, this person here, this is, excuse me, this Montesinos, 
but he was, in, he was in charge of all this dirty work. He was the right hand of Fujimori, who was the president. He was like Moreno in Argentina. No? Well, they are both in jail now. And, and Montesino was this bright man, very intelligent. And he managed to have a lot of power. He was a captain. Uh, he was thrown out of the army because of with, uh, being accused of, of, of spying against Peru. But then he managed to be a lawyer, and as a lawyer, he became a friend of Fujimori, and he became the, 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 the strong hand in Peru. And he did all the dirty work, as I said, and much of them bribing people. And, but he recorded everything that he made because he wanted to keep the videos. Because if somebody would say, no, no, I haven't been here, and I, 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 haven't, I, I have nothing to do with Montesinos, he would be able to show the videos and said, no, I have your video here receiving money or doing anything. So he had these bloody videos that they have been called, no, because of Vladimir Montesinos is the name of that person. And the bloody videos are famous now, but he really didn't thought of something, a woman. Many things in history have changed because of women. And this Matilde Pinchi Pinchi was the former secretary and the former lover. But as he keep her as a secretary, he didn't keep her as a lover. And he had a lot of lovers afterwards. So of course, Matilde Pinchi Pinchi didn't like it. <laughs> so uh, she was jealous and uh, uh, that's the funny history. Perhaps she only had another reason for that. No? Uh, then what he did, he was one of the few persons that knew where the, 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 the videos were stored. And he took one of them, and uh, he, he gave it to a politician. He sold it to a politician. And the politician wanted to, to make it public. And, and then I, I explained you afterwards uh, uh, how they show it. But I had two of these bloody videos. Uh, one of them is the Kuri. It was the first one to be shown. And it's, uh, it's a, a congressman that is paid to change from side because although they have majority in the Congress, he wanted to have full majority, so to be able to change the Constitution without any anybody else. So uh, uh, this is this is the after that he gives the money and this then goes like the same way. No, but it was the first bloody video, and of course that created a, a, a really really a reaction in, in everybody. No. And uh, it was the end of, of, of the Fujimori regime because a few months later uh, uh, Montesinos ran away and, and Fujimori uh, took a plane uh, to the conference, I don't know, in, in Borneo, so Borneo, and then he and then he resigned. And he took about they say they took about ten or twelve pieces of big pieces of luggage full of videos. Only video they had taken up from the stuff Because of course Montesinos, uh, I'm sure she, she, she had videos with Fujimori, of course. No? Then we have this Cruciat. These are the owners of the most important TV channel in Peru. This is Cruciat's this is father, his son, he was the CEO. And, and this is Montesinos. This is much, this is much more money. So, and, and that's why none of the, uh, of the TV channel wanted to, 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 to show this, the, the, the video of Montesino driving Cooley, because they were under control of, 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 of the big channels. Except for this small TV channel, it was a, a Canal N, uh, owned by El Comercio, 
was the only that showed it. Of course, immediately the TV channel went bankrupt, to nearly bankrupt, because nobody wanted to have an advertisement for the TV channel. No, their owners had so that's so terrible way to the government. And today, all they are all in jail. Both Cruciates are in jail, and well, Curi no, Curi is put in jail, and then he is staying in his house in jail, and then he's out. Journalists and media owners must be prepared to face aggressions. And that's something that we, of course, if you are practicing journalism in the world, you, 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 you must know about and you have really to, to know that it's a risky profession. But much more if you are working in, in a country in, in, in Latin America, and much, much more if you are working in a country of Latin, of Latin America that has to deal with governments that are autocratic. And if you don't want to face the risks, then better change of profession. And if you are the, the owner and you don't want to face risks as an owner, as an investment, uh, you better change of business. But uh, it's like that. Uh, this is Ceballos. This was the, the couple of the mafia in Peru. You know, in Peru, uh, uh, traffickers are very, very, uh, very uh, aggressive because um, we have uh, the problem that we are the major producers of cocaine. Although the, the ones that come from, uh, from Mexico and Colombia, they, they go, they do this business and they go back. But this, this was the Peruvian, the, 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 the Peruvian cup. And uh, he sued me for 100 million dollars. Because he said we hadn't said the truth. We, we, we have really been pursuing him for 15 years. And he, he, he went to jail about six, seven times. And then he would go out again. He would pay the drug, the, the judges, or he would send them somebody with a gun and find like that. Or, or they would call him a telephone and say, you know your daughter is today in the school and she's wearing that and then and then and so, so of course they will get a skirt and they will let him go out again. No? This is uh, this is the uh, the, the story. He's in jail now, and I was so happy when I saw him. Yeah, after many many years, a lot of years following him and practicing a lot and publishing a lot of his stories about him. And of course, while we have the. In the world, 141 journalists killed in, in two, two, 2012, 37 in Syria and Latin America. The more dangerous countries were Mexico and uh, Brazil. Uh, and then in Venezuela and Argentina, there's a lot of beating of journalists constantly happening. And we have this one here. In, this is in Venezuela. This is a photographer. And then this, uh, this video I have here is about a, a, a journalist in, in Argentina that is, is, there's no translation of this one, so it's funny. Uh, this journalist that is trying to get in touch with his, uh, with the set, in the TV channel, and uh, he begins to explain what's going on in this, in this meeting, it's, it's a meeting in Plaza de Mayo in, in Buenos Aires, and there's some, there has been a kind of shouting, and, and then so he, he is telling that don't bother because there are only two, two young men making this noise, and so there's nothing. But one of them hears him. Well, another situation regarding this treacherous, this treacherous environment for practicing uh, journalism in, in, in developing countries, especially in 
in, in Latin America. It has to do with the rule of law. They call the rule of rule of law. Of course, we do suspect this, uh, is that journalists take calculated risks. One of the first duties, of course, of journalists is to the readers or audience, and should to please them, we have to take calculated risks. Well, what happens is that in some nations, there are areas in which the nation loses the ability to apply the rule of law. So citizens and journalists, of course, cease to be defended by the by the police because there is no police control, there is no army control. And, and if you see this plan here, I know you can see this, yes. uh, you see these green areas here, they are mainly areas in which there is no, no control or no match control of the, of the state. In Peru, for example, I could say this, this southern part of the green part is completely under control of the uh, Shining Path, which now is not a political party, now it's merely defending uh, as, a, as a guard of the uh, drug, drug producers. And uh, so nobody can go there because there's no, no security. And of course, one of the things I used to say in, in when I was in the commercial is nobody goes there because there's no, there's no security. And if you want to go there, you have to arrange with the police and armor protection. So to go in a kind of combo and enter the area. Because I always say that I don't like martyrs. I mean, martyrs are okay for films and films like that, but you really don't want them in your newsroom. Uh, we had one journalist killed by a shining pad, and it's most horrible. You know, you heard about shining pad, it was this, uh, this uh, political uh, party that. Uh, it was a kind of uh, terrorist party. They tried to get in control of Peru, and, they, and that, they, they, they really managed to get control of about 30% of the country. Who decides to take the risk? Of course, it has to be a personal decision. Nobody can tell you that you must take the risk of going to one of these areas or taking such or such risk. But of course, when you take the risk, people will really thank you for that. Readers will recognize it. Media must be aggressive defending its independence. Well, as we said, journalism has an ethical duty to its readers. And uh, uh, to this, uh, <coughs> the media has to be independent. So we have to defend aggressively the independence. Say that uh, you have to uh, make a statement or write an editorial or something like that. No, no, you really have to, 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 to defend yourself. Because when you are in these countries, you, you will have institutions that will defend you. you. You really have to do it nearly all by yourself. For example, I, I, we had a situation in which Montesinos tried to take, take us from the uh, control of the, of the newspaper. And he was using some uh, family stockholders and using a, a lot of people and mainly judges to, to make a kind of I don't know, it's problematic with all the things. And, and, and as he controlled the, 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 the judicial system, he could do those, those kind of things. He had already done it with a, with, with a TV channel. So I had, so I decided to go in a trip to Europe and a trip to, 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 to the United States and, and Canada and go to the most important media and tell them. I, I took a, a five minutes video showing what was happening there in, in Peru with the free of the press and how Montesino was trying to take 
to, to, to grab to, to take control of the newspaper. So I, I, I asked for help, of course, if something happened for them to, to act immediately. And of course, I'm going back to Peru, I will make sure that Montesinos knew that I had been in touch with these people and that they really were going to act in our favor. You, 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 you have to do that kind of things. As I told you, not, not only writing things or going to places. For example, now, now uh, uh, there, there, there's a very situation in, in Caracas in which one journalist was taken in prison and, he, and, and there was a big reaction in all the world. And he, was, he, he had to be, to, 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 to be free. First time he, he did one of all things. They did one of all things in Venezuela. Well, you see, the, the aggressors, they use all kind of methods. You know, and, and I'm afraid I've seen nearly all of them. Of course, the law, improvement autocratic laws, intimidation, subtle and not so subtle. I remember, for example, at uh, uh, 3 o'clock uh, Saturday night, it happened me two, two, three, or four times. And then uh, some uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, the telephone will ring. And then I would think, oh, no, it's nobody. And then suddenly there would be a sound like, so then hang, so I can. You know? Of course, I couldn't sleep. My, 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 my daughters were uh, out in a party. I couldn't sleep after they returned. And my wife would say to me, well, uh, who called? And I said, no, no, we run number. <laughs> what else could you do? I mean, it's terrible. Bribing, bribing owners, journalists, congressmen, anybody, they, they, they can do it, I think. I won't show you this video. It's, it's already uh, using Let's try to gain some minutes. Then, uh, controlling judges, they control the system. Controlling newsprint, you see in Argentina how they did it because they really want to control the way they give access to, 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 to newsprint. Using government publicity, that's very, 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 very much used in, in, in Latin America. Uh, governments that they will own in Argentina, for example, the, the, the papers that have in, 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 in the town, in the city, they have 10% of, of the readership, and they will have 90% of the publicity. And the people that have 70% of, of, of the readership, they will have 5% of publicity. Because one of them is against the government, the other one is for the government. And, and many of them, they really make it very difficult for them to live economically. Kidnapping, well, one of my daughters was kidnapped by, 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 by the casinos, one of the most 22 most horrible hours I had in my life, of course. And uh, she was uh, released 22 hours later. Uh, they had asked for 1,500 dollars, 1,500. But suddenly they called me. Somebody that I knew worked for Montesinos. He was one of the operators of Montesinos in the US. Alejo said, uh, you see, um, there's something strange has happened uh, because uh, they have had, uh, somebody has called to my house and uh, they have said, they, they talked with my wife and said something very strange. They said, tell the Miro Quesadas, that that's my family, not to fuss with the government. He didn't say the, the, the fast, he said, no, no, my, my daughter is here, so I can be <laughs> the, the real word. <laughs> but, uh, and then my daughter was released 
without paying anything. Huh? Well, he, she, she wasn't wrong. But it was horrible. And then afterwards, I said, well, what, what to do now? I, I keep quiet or do something. So I said, I, I'll make a press conference. So I made a very small press conference with my daughter. And, and I told the journalists when I invited them, my daughter is not going to speak anything because of, she was really shocked. Because, uh, <laughs> and, and I didn't want her to, to, to have that experience again with the journalists. You know, we can be very, very aggressive sometimes. I said, no question to her, I will answer all the questions from mine. I was also with my wife. And because what I, I said, I had a great discussion with my father. He was the editor of the newspaper. I said, he didn't want me to, to make this press conference. But I said, you see what happens is that Montesinos, he has the control of everything down the table. If, if we keep it silent, he, he has control of everything. If we put it into light, if we, if we, we make it public, we have the way of doing things. We have the context. We have other journalists, of course, who are going to help us. So I think I, think I did the right thing. And, and I have a lot of not, not so terrible situations like this one, but I have one of my wife going out of the house and she took my car and then suddenly a car was falling her and I think a lot of stories about that. So should you continue to fight until you are closed? That's one of the longest decisions you have to make, you know? Because if you if you find they get the government and they close it you, one of the things that will happen is that the, journal, the, the, the newspaper will stop being received by, 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 by people, by the readers. So they will also release that. So, uh, well, so, uh, uh, commercial was closed uh, by the military. Uh, 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 really, commercial was closed three times during its history. But I, I leave the last one when it was closed by the military government. Uh, General Velasco Alvarado, he came to, he, he took power via coup d'etat, and, 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 and you see how you really can do anything. And really, he nationalized all the media, so he, he knew what he was going to say, he, he, he did it. You know? And well, I tried to go quickly, and this, this, this is the story, and with my grandfather was summoned by Velasco, and he went with, my, with one of his grandson, he was already 90. And when they come out, my, my, my cousin said, oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful meeting with the president. He's so nice with us, he, how friendly he is. My grandfather, of course, with much more experience, said grimly, they seized the newspaper. Well, and, and they did it. And they did it. You know, have years later, you see, you see, the newspaper was closed for six years. It wasn't closed, it was taken by the government that they published it. When uh, democracy came again, it was, um, we were of course very happy, and this is my father and my, my uncle, they both were the, the editors in those days. My, my grandfather had already died, and, and they are to hear, and this person here, I don't know if you know who is he, 35 years ago. <laughs> and, and of course, the newspaper had more strength and recognition than you never before I had seen it. Because it really, people really uh, were very, very, very um, happy with what the newspaper had done defending the democracy. It, the papers were given back in 1980. The media owners, I think, have a lot of responsibility for, for quality journalism. Of course, the journalists also have the editor has another responsibility. But sometimes uh, uh, you, you, 
Institute for Betty Media Organizations, many times, they are responsible of, of the bad quality of the newspaper. And first of all, I, I, I'm convinced that the autonomy has, has, has to be given to the, to, to the editor. And I always like to make a difference between autonomy and independence. Sometimes they are used as synonymous, but they are not synonymous. I mean, autonomy, the autonomy is given by the owner to the editor. And the editor must be independent, but that's a personal attitude of, 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 of the director. Of course, he can be independent if he, if he doesn't have autonomy. But, and that depends on the owner. Of course, I know it's, it's, it isn't easy for an owner that knows it's his business to give all that power and retire from, from, from using it. And so the, 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 the owners, of course, they have to, to, to deal with journalistic values and principles, privacy, truth. And, and, what, and what he pursues also, of course, if the owner wants to benefit himself, it's very difficult he will have a, a quality newspaper. That's why I have a poster here that I call the virtuous, virtuous circle of journalistic quality. And we call it like this. And I think the important thing about this is that it links what is purely journalistic with the part of the business. I make an explanation of, of this idea I had I draw this, this graphic here, and I explain it to my board in the commercial. Uh, many of them really understand for the first time what was uh, I have been talking about for the last five years. No? Because I said, autonomy, it, it begins everything with the autonomy that we have to give to the, to, to, to the journalists. Because then they, they can practice their independence and they can be accurate. If they are all this, then they will have credibility. Now, for having credibility, they have also to be sure that the, the, the first obligation is with the readers, is not with the owners. They have to serve first the readers and then the owners. And they will really serve the owners, giving the CEO of the company enough readers and enough and, 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 and of the group of, of, of readers, the, the, the business needs. But that's the problem of the CEO. We have, we have to think of the reader. And, and if, if there's something that we have to publish that is against the company, we have to do it. Because we have to serve first the reader. Of course, not many owners think the same. But uh, if you want to have a, a quality in the newspaper, you have to, you have to do that. By then you have to spend it. Of course, you have credibility, you have readership. Uh, uh, because nobody wants to read a newspaper in which he doesn't uh, believe. And then you have publicity. And then if you have publicity, you have an adequate income. If you have an adequate income, you have satisfied owners. And then you have satisfied owners, they will give you autonomy. So this the circle keeps going round. Finally, I have ten principles here, I will go very quickly on this. Autonomy, we talk about this, uh, the, we also talk about the directors and, and uh, the pre pre rising the readers. I believe that the, this is also an obligation of the media to be profitable also because of this circle. The credibility of the media is the most important asset. That's something that many tiny owners don't understand. They think the most important asset is the number that appears in, the, in this balance sheet. But it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it's really the credibility. Because the credibility goes down, 
two or three years set after, this little number, uh, uh, or big number, depends on the, <laughs> of the size of the newspaper, uh, will go there also. The owners must understand that. And as journalists, we have to explain that also. In today's world of the delivery of free information, revenue from sales of copies should be considered a marginal income. Also, I had a lot of discussion about this with my board. They, they, they were very happy with the money they received from the copies. And if you receive them, wonderful. But if you begin selling less newspapers, there's something wrong is going on. And, and, if, and especially, if one of the reasons for selling, selling through less newspapers is because the price of the, of, of, of the copy. Because anything should stand in the way of reaching the reader and communicating the advertisement that you have paid. Because that, will, that, that, that is what will continue with the business. And you are killing the business because you want to, to charge for the price of the newspaper or you want to charge more. And of course, at the end, at the end what will happen is that you will lose everything. Six. The power, well, it's very important. Journalism needs to use power to confront powerful actors, and we have to be very sure of this. If we want to, to, to denounce mafias and governments and military people and uh, the church, well, the church is very strong and can give you a lot of problems. And you, you really have to be very powerful. You have, to, you have to use power and you have to be very powerful. The problem is that it can complicate you, it could confound us, because the use of power sometimes gets into our blood and we think that we have the right to do anything. The need is one, even though it's edited in various platforms. So we have uh, print and radio and everything, and, 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 and now a lot of information is given by, by the telephones. You, you, you have all of them, they have to have the same soul. If it's a commercial, everyone has to feel being a commercial. You, of course, you must not be boring. Uh, it's so important, you know. It's so important. For reference in newspaper, many times think that if you publish thinking, things like with jokes and things, it's, so I don't think so. I think everybody, everybody tries to, to, to laugh. I had I once had lunch with the king of Spain, and, and he is wonderful, telling jokes. Cowardice, oh, the principal reason for not reporting the truth. You can find out a lot of reasons because you don't publish anything or you or, or you publish half the information. And at the end, if you really go into it, you will find out that this is because you were afraid of something. And, and family, privacy, privacy is something that's very complicated to deal with. I remember as an editor, one of the big problems I always had was this problem with privacy. Because privacy, is, it has a very clear rule. You cannot publish anything private to a person. But then you have exceptions, mainly with public persons. And what happens there is that they are public because you, as a citizen, are making him public. You are giving him something that makes him public. Even you, you, you are sublimating him as an actor or, or, as, a, or, 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 as, a, or as an artist. You, know? you are cheering for the for, for, for a football player. Of course, you are giving a vote to the politician. So you are giving them something. So you have the right to know what's gone, what is going in, inside, and sometimes with private things. Not everything, you have privacy and intimacy, but you have the right to know something about them. So to 
be able to, 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 to keep or not keep following him. The case of Maradona is, is, is a good example, I think. Everybody, it was an idol all, all around the world. I mean, Maradona, wonderful football player. In, in Argentina, this religion is called Maradonismo. It's, it's, it's kind of God, no? And then suddenly, everybody find out that he was a, a, a drug consumer. And many people, I know, criticize journalists or, or newspapers because they print it. Of course, people had to know, had to know about it. Well, we, we can continue talking about the things, but... We will continue. But thanks. <laughs>